Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree gonna begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers wanna try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's gonna be consequences and repercussions. Welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your homie, Trey Frazier. I got my brother, Maestro Styles here with me. Yes, sir. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, shout out to all of our Facebook Live viewers right now. Uh, make sure y'all continue to follow us on the Facebook page. Click the like button. Also follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. And you can follow us on Twitter at Barbershop, S-P-O-R-2. And you can follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk podcast my brother what's good man how we feeling what's up? good man i also want to add make sure y'all click the little notification joint so when we go live it alerts y'all let y'all know we you know we we going live no doubt um nice. yeah other, i mean i'm good man I, I don't i'm sure this is a part of your uh a part of your your uh agenda like it is mine but it's important to me so i'm just gonna go ahead and start with it yeah, uh with it. <laughs> Jamal Crawford, man. I know this ain't the, the, the big news. I'm just important to me. Jamal yeah. Crawford uh, retired, man. I just want to say congratulations. And I don't care what nobody say. And I'm sh- and I don't know how what the uh, you know what the word on the street is, but he's a Hall of Famer to me. And I don't care what nobody say. Uh, mm-hmm. Congratulations to the legend Jamal Crawford. Man, I'm glad you started off, bro, because I didn't even have that in my notes anywhere. And I totally forgot that he made the announcement. Granted, it was a, to me, it was sort of a quiet announcement. Cause yeah, I, I mean. On, was he doing NBA TV stuff? Yeah, um, wait, he was kind of waiting for a job, and I guess it kind of wasn't. But didn't he play with Brooklyn for a little while last year? Uh, I thought like he did. I thought ago? he played for somebody. Yeah, I thought he played for somebody last year. But Yeah, but yeah, but, yeah man. Man, congrats. Congrats to the legend, man. Uh, and, and I hope... Uh, you know, or your plans or whatever you plan on doing it, that that is that it works out for you, man. But uh, what hell of a career! It's funny because when I saw it, I uh, I made it my business uh, on YouTube to go look up. You know, just look at highlights, just be reminded. Um, I did not know, and I know I'm about to fuck the stat up, but that's why is um, you know we don't do ESPN and shit. Um, next to Kobe, so Kobe number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamal Crawford is number two, I believe, in uh, game buzzer beaters, like like mm-hmm. game winning shots or something, some some crazy stat like that. Yeah. Um, so uh, the story was uh, I was listening to Joe Button podcast, I think it was, and mm-hmm. um, 
Uh, he was given, uh, you know, when Jamal Crawford played in New York, he was giving them grief about, uh, you know, whatever. I guess the Knicks were bad, you know, like they've been. And yep. he was like, yeah, yeah, you can't ever disrespect me because only one person has hit more buzzer beaters than me, and that's Kobe Bryant. And that kind of stat that people don't talk about, you know what I'm saying, that kind of stat, that automatically shuts any heckler up. Yeah. Um, congrats to Jamal Crawford. Is he a, and before I get to the question, actually, I, I do want to echo what you're saying that he is a hall of famer. I personally think he's first ballot. Um, if you've been in the league for 20 years, I don't care how many teams you've been on, but just the impact that you had on each stop that you were on. Um, speaks for itself and combined with the stat you just read um, to me, it solidifies that to me, he's a first ballot hall of famer, but I got this question for you. Is he the greatest six man of all time in NBA history? Yes. <laughs> for me. <laughs> Sorry for me. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because I, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, okay, who's some, you know, J.R. Smith. I like J.R. Smith. He was sixth man of the year a couple of times, you know, in his um, career. But I guess I you would put Mono Ginobili probably in that conversation. Mono Ginobili definitely is in the conversation for that. Uh, Jason Terry's in that conversation, I would think. Yes, facts. Forgot about Jet Terry. But, yeah. Uh, but I, I think if you if we're just throwing those four names out there, um, Jamal Crawford is the dude. Yeah, I of all agree. of them, um, the I longevity, agree. the the clutch shots, the buzzer beaters. I I, I think he's the guy. Um, I agree. No championships to speak of, but that's okay because yeah, um, plenty of plenty Hall of Famers don't have plenty of Hall of Famers that don't have him. He's just gonna be on that list of you know guys that don't have rings, but that's okay. There were some great yeah. ones that didn't have rings. So Fact. salute to the salute to the homie uh, Jamal Crawford for that. Yes, sir. Salute. Um, so Tyreek Hill. Um, I, I think this. I thought this was the biggest uh, story Obviously. of the week in sports. Um, traded to the Miami Dolphins from the Chiefs. The Dolphins gave up a first round pick. They gave up two fours, a second, and a six. I think they did. I think those. I think three of those. Are in this coming draft, and then the final two picks I think are in next year's draft. Okay. Um, my 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 thoughts immediately. I'm just thinking about how much better Jalen Waddle is going to be because mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill is going to command all that attention, and it's going to leave opportunities for Jalen Waddle to you know be that guy. So that's what I think about yeah. immediately. Yeah, um uh, well immediately well the first thing was um let's be clear, uh this is clearly a, a direct result of Devontae Adams getting his contract because um for all intents and purposes, I didn't see this coming at all as far as Tyreek Hill uh wanting to be traded or any of those types of things. Uh I mean, Chiefs obviously have had a Super Bowl caliber team, and now we kind of got a question: Is this a Super Bowl caliber team uh, mm-hmm. with him being gone? But you know, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but Tyree Kill immediately 
seeing Devontae Adams becoming the highest paid receiver, deservedly so. But yeah. now it's like, well, where my bread at? I need my bread. And yep. um and you know, and he went and got it. I mean, uh the Dolphins I you know, probably had the best off season of the, you know, best off season so far. Um and 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 this is just another notch on the belt. Uh I think as far as from a football perspective, obviously I agree with what you're saying. Uh, Jalen Waddle was going to uh, benefit from this greatly. Um, it's hard to guard those two receivers along mm-hmm. with Gasecki, and if they hold on to Devontae Parker, even him, um, that's just really tough to guard. Then um, here's the thing, man. It, it – comes down to who two is going to be it comes down to is he going to be is he going to take the next step um everybody everybody around tends to think he can make make that step um and we just gonna have to find out right trying to find out i mean because now here we are they they put the offensive weapons around them yep yep and they have a new coach so we can't forget about that part also so it's going to be uh, a totally different offense that um, Mike McDaniel's going to run. And I, I think given his past team in San Fran, a team that runs the ball a lot in that system, I think he's going to implement some of those same things with the Dolphins. And I think that's going to help Tua out tremendously. I also think that's going to help um, the wide receivers tremendously as well. Um, I agree. They could, they could, they could use a threat at running back though. Like if they could, if they could find that one dude. Well, how do you feel about um, Chase Edmonds is there? Um, mm-hmm. And there's another guy they signed in the off season that I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting right now, but I mean, they, they have attempted to mm-hmm. add to the running back with Chase Edmonds. Um, I'm, I don't know how high you were on Miles Gaskin. I know a lot of people were high on him last year, and he didn't uh, quite live up to, right. Um, right. you know, to what to the expectations. But uh, Chase Edmonds is definitely there. And then, like I said, there was another guy. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know that Chase, Chase, Chase Edmonds is a number one, but I do know – that with uh, if they plan on becoming a pass happy team, Chase Edmonds will thrive in that. Yeah, yeah, I like Chase Edmonds, um, and and I think he'll be great under the system that he's bringing in. Um, and I don't know about Miles Gaskin. I don't know if that's a guy that's going to be your third running back on this team. But if it's anything like the run game in San Francisco, I Mostert think is the guy that they bought in. I'm glad you, Mostert, oh, Mostert is the guy they bought Mostert. in. Mostert, okay, yep. Okay. Oh yeah. Him. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think if he implements that similar system in, like in San Fran, they they gonna be all right with the with the running yeah. backs they got. They they gonna be all right. It's like yeah. you said. It's gonna yeah. be up to Tua to. It's know, really take gonna it to be the next step. Really gonna be up to Tua. The defense is. I mean, they're not top. I don't know if they're top ten, but they're a good defense. Um, good defense, and and, yeah. and if Tua is is taking advantage of those those weapons, um. I you know they 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 kind of I don't know I don't know if I'm going to put them up there with Buffalo yet but uh mm-hmm. easily the second best team in their division and uh certainly uh paper wise then got themselves into the playoffs I was going to say this is a better football team 
than they were before they got Tyreek Hill. Yeah, this is this is. I mean, you can argue, and I and I know you've said this about Tyree Kill in the past about he's really not a number one. He's just yeah, that's a yeah. There. I don't know. But, I think that's out the window now. But I mean, he might be a top ten player in the whole NFL for the last yeah two three years. He he just might be that. I don't know because you know NFL Network they do the top one hundred players every season. Um, and I've kind of been shying away from looking at that. I, I don't really follow that like I used to. But mm-hmm. I just wonder, like, where did they? Where does the league rank Tyreek Hill in terms of the top 100? I think right. he's been top 10 for about a couple of years now, if not three years. Um, I don't know if he's been top 10 for the past few years, but he's definitely been, I would say definitely top 20. Um, but, 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 you know, he's there. He's one of the best players in the league. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. You, you got to account for that. dude. You, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Dude, dude is fast, bro. And for sure. You give him any space. He, he's going to burn you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and for real, it's, it's, it's foolish to single cover him at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I, I, yeah, I expect that team to be right in the ranks of the other AFC teams that are competing this year. Um, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the uh, drawing a blank, the Chiefs. Even though I, even though I think they take a step back, but the Chiefs yeah. and the Ravens and the uh, and the uh, Buffalo, I'm, Buffalo. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Buffalo, all those teams, but all those teams. Um, I, you gotta you you gotta put Miami right with all those other teams. Yep. As far yep. as this this uh the battle for this AFC crown, the AFC is going to be uh <laughs> interesting to say the least. If you're a team that's not the Jets, the Texans, the Jaguars, you you have a shot in the AFC yeah. to make the playoffs. If yeah. if you're not those three yeah. teams, you, you have a shot. I don't know, man, but I think it's more teams than that that don't have a shot. But I, I, I wait till it's okay. really worth having that conversation. Okay, all right. Um, the NFL announced that uh, they have changed the overtime rule for the postseason, and I thought it mm-hmm. was just for you know regular season and postseason, but it's just for the postseason. So, to my understanding, both teams will possess the ball regardless of if two, if both teams score a touchdown. Is, is that correct? That is correct. Mm. Interesting. So so what's going to happen if it's tied again? Uh, I mean, then I would, I would assume that it's sudden death. I would assume. I didn't, read the, okay. I didn't read the article. I just saw the headline. But I would assume that it's going to just be sudden death. And, right. I mean, look, man, you know how I feel about it. It should be sudden death. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just takes it just takes for me. It takes stakes away. It's this this playoff game. It that overtime. Them first possessions aren't they just aren't as important. Um, I mean, I get I get that they wanted it can end on one play. You know, a four, you know it could be a fourth and one, and it can end on a a yep. run play that doesn't work. And, and I get that that there's suspense there, but um, yep. the way I feel, man, it. It should end on a score. That's what it should end on, a score, not a fourth and one, mm-hmm. not a, you know, it should end on a score, and that's the way it should be. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be nothing extra. That first, whoever scores first, 
scores first. Like, why are we right. giving these outs? Why are we giving these outs to teams, to defenses? Defense is a part of the game. You know what it is, man. It, it's it's whenever there's a marquee quarterback matchup and the quarterback, the losing it's quarterback. It's Buffalo and Kansas City last ball, year. That Yeah. When the losing quarterback doesn't see the ball in overtime, that's when this conversation starts, right? So this is this is what this is in response to. People, they want to see Josh Allen with the football in overtime. They want to see Aaron Rodgers with the ball in overtime. They yeah. want to see these yeah. Marquis quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, like, uh, yeah. all these these guys, yeah. They want to Lamar see Jackson, these quarterbacks. They see these guys. Possess the ball in overtime. That that's really what this is about. I mean, the league doesn't really care about defense like they used to, and it's it, they're basically telling the defense, "Look, we're catering to these quarterbacks. Stop them." Yeah, that's, right. That, that's it. <laughs> like, but they, you know, <laughs> but but they're not even really saying stop them. They're really saying, um, us the the consumer seeing them is more important than what you have to offer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There, you know, obviously the quarterbacks are the you know the premier position of the league, and we don't care if if TJ Watt sacks you, you know, on fourth down. If well, let me let me not use Pittsburgh because they don't have a good quarterback right now. It, it, um, if if you know Mahomes is playing Russell Wilson, we don't care that that uh, Chubb got the sack on Mahomes. We still want to see the other offense. I, I, I think I'm saying that wrong, but uh, in short, they want to they they want to see both offenses. They want to see the those quarterbacks yes. get an opportunity. I get it, but yeah, like I said, for me, it, it just cheapens the the what it cheapens the value for defensive players um, for on a consumer level. Right. Yeah. No, I'm with you there, and and quite frankly, and I think you said it earlier, um, to have a game end on a score. To me, that seems more exciting and more exhilarating than having a game end on, uh, you know, a fourth down or, yeah. you know, or, I mean, a, a, a pick, you know, an interception to end the game, that's not bad, you know, the, I mean, because that's within the confines of, you know, the game, but it is what it is, man. Um, you know, I, I didn't care either way they voted. But, you know, yeah. um, just, <laughs> you know, just yeah. make the calls right. Like, I don't care. Just, you know, just make correct calls during the overtime. That's, that's but see, all we I know that's, about. But, but, yeah, but we know that's never going to happen. I know. I know. That, you know, and, 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 and because, one, because it, because nobody really knows what rules are anymore. Like, it, it's, it's, it's always at the, I don't, it's going to at some level be to the mercy of the officials. So it's just always going to be that. I just don't like defenses play football, man. They, they get, I mean, some of these pass rushers get paid a lot of money. Quarter cornerbacks get paid a lot of money in their market. Like, like yeah. play, play football. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see, man. We'll, we'll see what happens. But one thing for certain, man, we're going to, we're going to see both offenses, you know, get their rocks off in, in these playoff yeah. games. So, um, something interesting I saw um, earlier today. So, um, the state of New York 
has passed this, uh, not a bill, but they're, they're giving money to the Buffalo Bills to build a new stadium right outside of the city of Buffalo. I think it's in a, in a range of um, $1.8 billion. I might be off on the number there, but okay. I, know, I know about 70% of that money is coming from taxpayer money, which I don't like. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't like that any of the taxpayer money has to go to the stadium being built. I think that owners who have, you know, deep pockets the way they do, I think they should fund their own stadiums. That's just, that's just me. Um, yeah. But, um, but that's happening. But, that's um, not, but I'm sorry, that's not, that's, that's a traditional practice though, that taxpayers pay a percentage of stadiums, right? It, it is a tradition. Um, I, I, just, I get that 78% sounds really high, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, if, if you ask me, I, I think that every taxpayer that puts their dollar towards the stadium should get a free ticket to a game or tickets mm-hmm. to a game. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I, if I live in Buffalo, I'm basically, I'm basically funding your stadium. Like I should get some kind of deal out of that, at least yeah. in regards to the Buffalo bills. You know what I'm saying? Like I well, should be it- able to get access to free merchandise, a game or two, a suite for once a week or something like that. Like I should be getting those things if I'm a taxpayer. Yeah, I that they'd be giving up, they'd be losing a lot of money giving away sweets to uh to fans to just cuz like they I pay said, taxes. Once, and like I said, just one time. I'm not saying, I'm just saying give me, you know, regular season t- I'm not saying make me a season yeah, ticket holder for free. I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm saying just that saying, that's I'm just saying that that becomes. I'm just saying that it is very costly to do that. Um, uh, look, um, I don't. I don't have the same uh, vigor, or I don't. I don't necessarily do. look. Fans enjoy football games, so I mean, yep. you know, and and I get that they pay for it. So obviously they pay for the tickets and all those things. But if they want uh, the best experience, and obviously entertainment runs the world, they want the best experience. So just go ahead and, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it coming out of taxpayer money. And with Buffalo, uh, the ups, the uprising of Buffalo becoming a Super Bowl contending team for the past, yes. uh, let's say, two, maybe three years. Right. Um, you know, they obviously bringing in the revenue to uh, to upgrade. And, and I don't think fans would have so much of a problem with it because they're happy that Buffalo's winning. So mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I get it. I get these are the things that come with it. I I, I guess I'd be a little more uh, dissatisfied with it if um, Buffalo was a losing team, and now you're trying to make us pay for a new stadium as if that's going to make them a better team, or we're going to be more excited about going to the stadium to watch the team lose. But I mean, yeah. you know, you got a franchise quarterback, you got, and you're winning games. Um, you know. This is this is one of those. This is the time where you would want to get the fan support while the fans is behind you. You know. Yep. I I don't think I, I'm pretty sure most fans are don't even doesn't even bother them. Yeah, I think the smart fans know that having pro sports in your town means economic growth, right? Yeah. If you're a small mm-hmm. business owner and you own a sports bar. Um, you own a hookah bar. People want to come to your establishment to watch these games. 
you know, in your city. So they know that, you know, with the team in town, you're going to get revenue. You're going to benefit off of that as a small business person. So right. um, the, the, the fans are smart enough to know that, um, you know, the team leaves that that's an economic blow to the city and, yeah. and, and a city like Buffalo, a place that I've been to on numerous occasions needs that, you, you know what I'm saying? They, they need the bills <laughs> like yeah. probably more than any other, you know, city in this country that that city needs that team to stay there. So, right. Um, so that, you know, if the fans are smart, they're, they're not dumb when it comes to that kind of thing. Um, here's the breakdown of how this, money is getting distributed. So the state of New York is giving $600 million in taxpayer money. The county, and I don't know what the name of it, oh, Erie County. So Erie County is giving up $250 million. So that's $850 million total from the state and the county combined. Mm-hmm. Um, the owners, the Pagulas, $350 million. And the league only 200 million dollars so so i'm 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 not far off on that 70 something percent (laughs) yeah i'm not not far off on that i was i was actually just throwing a percentage out there because i I knew the numbers were just you know all over the place but uh but yeah that's that's the breakdown um Mm. but you know they they gonna make it happen um so after after reading this story right so I'm on a timeline and I'm reading about two more teams that are trying to get stadiums built. So the Titans, I read this from, I think this is from the score or something like that. Um, So the governor of Tennessee is proposing $500 million in bonds in the state budget to help fund a stadium for the Titans. And my my initial reaction is is that stadium's not that old. <laughs> like that mm-hmm. team is that team's been there what twenty two years something like that. Like that, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. that yeah, well that, ninety no ninety no longer than well, but not far 90, off. Yeah, not far off. Yeah. 99. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, that stadium is not that old. I'm sure they've made upgrades throughout the years to keep up with the technology and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of shocked, you know, from their perspective that this is what uh, the state's trying to do there. And then the third team that was on this list of, you know, potential um, talks of a new stadium, the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm kind of surprised at that. that no, I'm not. So, well, tell me why you're surprised, though. Well, I'm surprised because they've had Arrowhead for so long that it almost seems like it's sacrilegious to. But it's not even called place. Arrowhead anymore, right? Uh, it still is. I think they got some, you know, sponsor to, you know, name okay. it rights, but they still call it Arrowhead attached to the name. But okay. I think I just think in terms of nostalgia. Um, I think they've been over the years trying to make sure they keep that place because, you know, folks talk about it's the loudest, it's one of the loudest stadiums in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They've made upgrades over the years um, to meet up with requirements technology wise and all that stuff. 
And I think something interesting here um, that I think is sort of relatable to the Washington commanders and their pursuit um, to get in the stadium in another state. So what I'm reading here is, so, you know, there's Kansas City, Missouri, and there's Kansas City, Kansas. I, I just learned about that. I didn't even know that mm-hmm. that was the case. So I, I guess both states, um, you know, cut right through the city, I, I guess is right. what, 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 you know, from a geographical standpoint. And there's a lot of talk about they could possibly move the stadium over into the Kansas side versus the Missouri side. And there's a lot of pushback on that, which is totally Mm -hmm. understandable. You know, you want to keep the team in the state and sure, you know, you don't, you don't want to lose it. Um, So that's, that's why I'm surprised because it's been there for so long that it almost feels like like they're not going to do anything for it in the near future. I understand. And I think I know where you're going with it, that you're not surprised um, what you're seeing in these cities, particularly where the stadiums are downtown, people want to go to the sports bar. They want to go mm-hmm. to Maryland Live. They want to go to these places that is walking distance from the stadium. They want to yep. go to these places after they come from the game. Um, mm-hmm. Even if you're a fan and you can't afford a ticket to go to the game, you want to be near the area in some capacity you want to be amongst a crowd of people having fun rooting for the team getting drunk and all on all that stuff Mm -hmm. and so i I think in the kansas city situation because that's a big parking lot and there's nothing else around that stadium other than where the roars play at so there's really nothing there that fans can go to which just you go to a game you you know the game's over you get in your car and you drive home you know, yeah. that, that's that's how it is, uh, you know, so I could see it from that standpoint. Hey, they're just trying to maybe put some kind of economic um, structure around the stadium so that more fans can, you know, flock to the stadium, flock to these businesses. Money's being made, um, you know, that that's really what it is. It's, it's, it's all about capitalism. Yeah. And much like and much like. um the other, the other, uh, what was the team we talking about for the Titans? The, um, oh, Buffalo. Um, Buffalo. You know, Super Bowl contender, franchise quarterback, uh, ideally the best quarterback in the league. Um, also, man, um, a lot of people, uh, it, it seems like a lot of people will be at least be wise for a lot of people to be following the Golden State. Um, the Golden State, uh, the, what they mm-hmm. were do, what they do is like, all right, we got, um, a rabbit fan base with a playoff contending team with a, a superstar on the team. Yep. Um, let's we and we pay and he's paid. We got to make some of that money back off of him. Like people are coming yep. to games to see Patrick Mahomes, to see mm-hmm. Josh Allen. You know what I'm saying? And those guys, you know, we got to make that money back. So we need to make a a uh, infrastructure. Yep. You know, just like you said, with where everybody is, you know, sports bar here, uh, the the Mahomes beer that costs $28, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. we got to make these these uh, moments and make these products so we can make some of that money back. And obviously, all of these bars and, and clubs and possible casinos and things, 
they in business with with this uh the stadiums and with the NFL yeah. so you know it's just a it's just a dollar circulation situation mm-hmm. so i yeah. mean you know yeah it, it just it makes sense it just makes sense um you know everybody every Kansas City fan is going to want to be in that area even if they don't make the actual inside the actual stadium they want to be in that area mm-hmm. right and i mean and- I, just to add to that, too, I think what's going to come with the construction of these new stadiums also is the construction of new public transportation because yeah. everybody don't have a car and people want to go to the game and people want to take the train or the bus or whatever to mm-hmm. the stadium and stuff. So, you know, that's going to generate a lot of cash also is yeah. you know, people getting on the train and going to the game. So. Yeah, it makes it reminds me of when the Nationals won the uh, championship a few years ago, and I wasn't in the stadium, and they, and they didn't even win in the stadium. They weren't at the stadium when they won. They were on the road, but mm-hmm. yeah, but I was in the bar yep. that that was a block away from the stadium. So mm-hmm. immediately when you know when we had officially won. We all, you know, screamed and cheered in the bar and then walked outside and it was fucking pandemonium. Everybody was yep. outside celebrating and, yep. you know, doing all the, you know what I'm saying? And it's those kind of moments that uh, generate dollars, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Right. So, you know, it, it's just that thing. I mean, we see it all the time on sports sporting events when uh, the team is on the road and then they show the fans at the home stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, Raptors Row and all with it, with all those types of things. So it, it, it's right. just it's just the evolution of that. Yeah, I think another example of that in the NBA was the Milwaukee Bucks because the Bucks had a new arena built for them. Also, you know, as the Greek Freak was entering the prime of his career, and all yeah. of a sudden the Bucks were good again, and the Bucks started selling out tickets and stuff, and they said, "Oh." We, we, we need a new facility. We need to get on board with, you know, getting our fans involved and all that stuff. And you saw it, you right. know, with the finals last year. They was outside right. building and fans was crowding the streets and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, uh, you know, I, I think every city is trying to go for that. Um, it does set a precedent, though, for places that have only been existence for 20 years. I mean, I've talked about the Braves Turner Field a few years ago. They they decided, up oh, we got to leave Turner Field and go someplace else. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Texas Rangers did the same thing. Up, oh, we got to leave where we're at. We got to go. We got to go next to uh, Jerry World. So, yeah. it, you know, it, it, it's all it's going to be a precedent. I think other I don't think it's just these teams that I've read today that are doing this. I think you're going to start to hear this about other sports and the stadiums and just kind of examining, okay, um, we, we need to create an atmosphere around a stadium. We need to be able to have people walk to the game, take the train, whatever. We need to have them sitting right. at the bar and, you know, having fun, cheering on the team and all this stuff. So right. um, it, it, it brings, I mean, it brings a lot of revenue to these cities and stuff. So, um, so I expect to see that over the next, I would say over the next year for real. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So. Uh, Marsh Madness. Um, I want to give a shout out to St. Peter's, man. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I know they got blown out against UNC on Sunday, but 
that was a great run they had, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's all it's all the longest about, run, the longest run for a Cinderella team. The longest run, I think, for a 15 seed. Because I think that okay. was the first 15 to go to the Elite Eight. The Elite Eight, right. So that was, to me, I thought that that was a great run for them. I mean, to knock off Kentucky, you know, a powerhouse, you know, in the middle of all that. And then to, mm-hmm. you know, take Purdue out. I mean, Purdue, I don't think is, I think, I think they're and a that, basketball program, but they're not right. like Duke. North Carolina, Kansas, or anything like that, but to knock that team off, um, yeah. you know that that that's something special, man. Um, so shout out to St. Peter's and uh, yep. the coach uh, Shaheen um, was hired by Seton Hall, and, and and I knew that maybe about a week ago. I'm like, yo, this dude's stock is rising right now. Like mm-hmm. you take Kentucky out. And you get to the Sweet Sixteen, like yeah, your your, your stock is up. Like it kind of reminds me of when uh, Shaka Smart took VCU to the Final Four what, right. ten years ago, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden Shaka Smart's getting jobs at Texas and you know a couple of other places and things like that. So Shaheen really, um, you know, made a name for himself, and Seton right. Hall is a step up. Is a high step um, up, yeah. From you know from St. Peter's, uh, St. Seton Hall is in the Big East uh, conference, so so shout out to him, you know, for getting yeah. the bag and you know stepping up and getting that notoriety. For sure, for so. sure. Uh, shout out, yeah, shout out to him. Um, seems like they are vying for a Duke UNC. <laughs> that's what they wanted, man. That's that's yeah. Seems like they're vying for that. That's what they wanted. I, I ain't gonna front, bro, because I I, w- I was intrigued um, to see if. St. Peter's could pull it off against UNC. I was intrigued, and it was nine nothing, and then that lead went from ten points to fifteen points, and then it went from fifteen points to twenty points at the half. And it's like, okay, let's see. Maybe if they cut it to ten, maybe they got a shot. But then that lead went up to I think twenty five points in the second half. So it's like, okay, all right, the Cinderella run is done. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> But yep. they got the powers that be. They got what they wanted. They they got the Duke Seems that way. North Carolina. Um, if you remember the season finale, Duke lost at home to North Carolina. That North Carolina, was yeah. Coach K's final regular season home, home game, game. Mm-hmm. and he came out afterward and addressed the crowd and said, "Yo, this is unacceptable." Uh, you know, I'm not going to take this, whatever. And so now here we are in a revenge spot for Coach K. Yeah. Uh, so it would it would seem that the uh, college powers that be probably want him to go out on top. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I, um, and, I... and 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 <laughs> and as if uh, you know, say what you will about Duke, and you know they they've been the hated team for those for everybody else besides Duke fans. Um, at this stage of the game, you you know you kind of gotta let your legends be your legends. So I'm I'm I, I'm respectfully I'm pulling for him too at this stage of the game. Well, I'm only pulling for Duke because my bracket is still intact. I I, I, uh-huh. Duke and, I got Duke and Villanova in the last game, and I'm right. right on target to be that. So, um, you know, shout out to those teams and and shout out to. Villanova and Kansas, they're going to duke it out on Saturday also. 
Um, yeah. I think the concern with Villanova right now is that guard, um, that uh, point guard, um, towards Achilles in the previous game. So mm-hmm. they're going to be without him, and that could, you know, that could kind of deter their chances, and maybe that opens the door for Coach K to go out on top. Maybe this yeah. is, you know, this is what what do you call it? This is uh, divine, divine intervention. Intervention, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is. I mean, I mean, look, be. man. For all intents and purposes, Coach K is the best college coach, the basketball college coach, men's anyway, to do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not as familiar with John Wooten, but I know people put John Wooten in that conversation as well. Yeah, sure, sure. But for me, it's, it's, it's K, Coach K. Mm-hmm. Just is. Right. right now it is, yes. I mean, like, while me – in the world, while I've been on this earth, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been Coach K. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it? I mean, obviously they don't win it every year, and there's people that you know, coaches, good coaches that come and go. Yeah. Um, but I mean, from for yeah. my life existence, it's been Coach K. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question, no question about it. And and Villanova. Speaking of coaches, uh, Villanova's got a really good one in Jay Wright too, man. Mm-hmm. He, he, sure. He could, he could he could possibly win his third one in what six years. Because they mm-hmm. won in sixteen and then they won in eighteen, so eighteen. Yeah, yeah. They, he's he, he's got a chance to uh, get a third one, and I think that would put him in a much more elite company than he is right now if he's not there already. Yeah, no, I think he's in elite company, but I don't think he's in the Roy Williams, the uh, Bill Self, the Coach K. You know, I don't think he's right. there. The Tom is the longevity's not there yet. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, obviously Jay Wright is one of the one of the better coaches in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. So, what you think? Is Duke going? Duke going the whole thing? I think though. I think Duke gets. I, I mean, I, I, at least I'm rooting for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm sticking with Villanova only because. Yeah, I'm sure, of course Nova. you are. Of course you. Are. I didn't do a bracket this year, so. But <laughs> that the homie getting hurt. Uh, that I don't know. I don't know now. But I got to stick with Villanova on this one. So, um, Bobby Wagner. Um, still a free agent, uh, visited the Ravens the other day, left the building. Um, don't know what the make of it. I don't know what the offer was. Uh, seems like the Rams are still interested in his services as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, I'm just hoping that they can call him back to the building and, you know, get a, get a deal done. Um, well, uh, the, the, it seems the price is eleven million dollars a year, um, so you know we'll see. Like, is that something? Do you do you figure that's something y'all do? Eleven dollars a year for a middle linebacker? I get I get that he's the, I get he's the caliber of linebacker you would pay for, but yeah. I don't think you guys. I don't I don't know that you guys would do that. I don't know that. Um. Yeah, they could they could be a little wishy washy, man. Um, you know, they have a price, right? They have a mm-hmm. they have a threshold, and they just kind of work it down from that point on. And I don't know what the Ravens' number is, um, or what they're trying to get to, but I mean, the guys, what all pro, eight times in the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. like leading tackler almost every year, like. At, you, you gotta make an exception for this guy. 
at some point, you, you just got to say, mean, forget, the, forget any, the rules and just go ahead and give them the money. And let's any get reservation, on the Super Bowl run. Any reservation for 11th, a, a guy going to his 11th year? Nope. Okay. Nope. Not when you've been that consistent. Nope. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about, from, like I said, from an economic economic thing. See, the thing is, is that as much as I wanted Bobby Wagner, money-wise, mm-hmm. I'm okay yeah. with Miles Jack because Miles right. Jack isn't as good as Bobby Wagner, but he's sufficient and he's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think he'll do um, a serviceable job. Maybe not as good as a job as Bobby Wagner, but it'll be a comparable job for significantly less. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And if you're the Ravens and you have a history of having all pros on defense, this is the guy that's going to fit with the Ravens in my book. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he'd be, I mean, the last middle linebacker, you know, obviously is Ray Lewis. So you get Bobby Wagner, that, I mean, that that's going to set the defense up, you know, for good. I mean, we're still, we're still going to need some pass rush, no question. But I, I, I would just hate for him to not come back in the building and work something out. I, I would just yeah. hate that for him. Yeah. And, and, and rightfully so. He should be asking for $11 million. Yeah. The fact yeah, that Von absolutely. Miller who's not Von Miller of six, seven years ago, well, that was able to, to get $20 million? Well, uh, okay, I guess that's fair to say that he's not the same Von Miller he was in Denver, but he's still um, maybe he's not, not top 10. Yeah, he's not I mean, I mean, clearly, 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 his 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 pay had a lot to do with him winning a Super Bowl and you know him having some key plays in that Super Bowl, um, you know, along with his name and his resume. But um, you know, I I don't know that um, I don't know that Bobby Wagner demands. I don't think that you put Bobby Wagner in the same vein that you put Von Miller in as far as as his asking price because of what Von Miller done recently. Mm-hmm. And also including his resume. Okay, that's fair. I would ask this also: Do you think the Buffalo? Do you think that was the Buffalo Bills' threshold twenty million dollars? Because I don't think it was. Meaning, do you think they kind of they could have paid him more? Meaning, they wanted to lowball him, and then realized, oh shit, it's Von Miller. We, you know, we in the AFC. We we gotta load up. We gotta we gotta. You know, strap up. And um, just, I think and they just gave them, and they just gave them the money. Uh, I, I think, I think they asked for more. Von Miller, I think Von Miller's t- people asked for more, okay. and then they got down to twenty. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. Um, I, you know, and 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 as good as Von Miller is, I personally mm-hmm. feel like they overpaid for him. But you kind of have to overpay for him if you need a pass rusher. And you're in Buffalo situation. You need a pass rusher, and he's going to easily be the you know your best pass rusher walking into the building. So, right, right. When you when you when your okay. leverage is up, your leverage is up. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm just curious because. You know, I don't know that I would have paid Von Miller $20 million. I know I, I wouldn't have. 15? I know I wouldn't have. Yeah. I, I, would I have paid him 15 I might have paid him 15 And I'm thinking maybe 
that's what the Buffalo Bills' threshold was until they got in that room and said, hey, y'all want to go to Super Bowl or y'all just want to be, you know, stuck while everybody else is trying to load up? And they well, just I said, tell you one thing, oh, Von Miller better get that. He better get them key sacks when when it count. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's six sacks. years, one twenty. That's six years, one twenty. And I and and I assume that they don't like they're not strapped for that whole six years. Like if they wanted to get him out at year two, I would assume that they got you know you know clauses in the contract where they're mm-hmm. not eating up a whole bunch of money after two or three years. But right. um. You know, but that's a lot of, I'm just, that's a lot of freaking money. Yeah, yeah, facts, facts. Hey, uh, shout out to Mocha Bella in the Facebook live chat. Uh, she's got a comment about her Dolphins here, and uh, I wish I'd have saw this earlier, but we were talking about the Dolphins. She says, with Tua always getting hurt, we might see Teddy Bridgewater. So Teddy Bridgewater, I forgot, signed with, uh, or mm-hmm. I, I, either he signed or he got traded to, uh, Miami, so two was the backup, and I I think that's a pretty good option to have as a backup if you're Miami. You mean Bridgewater's the backup? Bridgewater, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's a good. I mean, I, I mean, look, um, I don't know that I don't know, and I'm just, and I'm only saying I don't know because Bridgewater had. I don't think Bridgewater has had this kind of talent to work with ever. So, uh, so I don't know that he's going to be as serviceable if something happens to Tua, um, but we'll see. But he's definitely yeah. a, a good number two. Definitely oh, yeah. a good number two. If Bridgewater has to play three games, I think he can go two and one, He'd depending on who the opponent is. Obviously, yeah, yeah. If he's only got to play that little, then I they'll think be fine. Right. Yeah, like Miami has had a fucking great off season. Yeah. To reiterate. And, and they're not done yet. <laughs> so like yeah. That's the crazy thing. Like, all, all these teams in the AFC aren't done yet because we still yeah. got a draft coming up next month, and that's going to be Yeah, because cause they also got – they I know they got Connor Williams from Dallas, and then I, didn't they get uh, Slim from New Orleans, Armstead from New Orleans mm, on the offensive line? That I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, you're right in that they made some moves – yeah, like they they I, they legit have made a lot of freaking moves. Yeah, Cedric Wilson is another guy that uh, another guy in the wide receiver court. They all like they made moves. Mm-hmm. Yep, Jesse Jesse Armstead, right? That's that's Jesse. Okay. Yeah. Yep. He's with the Dolphins. Yep. He's or Teron yep. Armstead. I'm sorry. I'm okay, sorry. but I said I thought it was Teron Armstead. Teron, but yeah. Teron Armstead. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. And then the Bengals got uh, Lael Collins, the offensive yeah, tackle. Mm-hmm. So just, that's, just, that's 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 yeah. huge for them too. <laughs> that's huge and for them a, too. And bad for Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's amazing. They, they lost. Yeah. That's two pieces off their offensive line that they lost. And mm-hmm. Connor Williams at center, and then uh, Collins at uh, I think he's guard. But um, right. Yeah. On top of the fact that uh, they lost Randy Gregory, also, so yeah. I mean, you're you're depleting both of your lines of scrimmage. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's, that's that's not good for Dallas. Andy Dalton got signed to a backup role with the Saints earlier today. Good for him on a two year deal. Um, I forget yeah. the dollars, but they signed him to a two year deal. So um, good for him. But that backup. but that court. 
that quarterback room is better than what it was minus Jameis coming down a stretch last year because mm-hmm. you had Taysom Hill and then you had some other guy that was backing Taysom Hill up. I, I forget what game they was playing, but um, Taysom Hill had COVID and so we couldn't play. And this dude came out and we was like, yo, who's, who's this nigga? Um, I, yeah. It might have been, been the Bills game on Thanksgiving, but mm-hmm. yeah, that, that the quarterback room has seen a significant upgrade. Well, I'm going to say this now. They should just go ahead and cut Taysom Hill. Uh, I also mm-hmm. saw today that they have no intentions at putting him at quarterback this year, that they're going to try tight him end. at tight end this year like Tim, like they did Tim Tebow. And, 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 we, and we forget that Taysom mm-hmm. Hill is not young. Taysom Hill came in the league at like 28, 29 years old. Right. And right. so now they're playing this old – and I get it. He's a, you, you, the Swiss Army knife and all those things, but – um, if you are expecting me to believe that he's going to pan out like a Tim Tebow project at tight end, I'm not yeah. buying it. If, just cut him. If, if you don't want him, you're trying to find a reason to keep him on the team because he's a good guy. Look, um, I think you get in the way, of, and I don't know what their tight end room looks like, but right. I am 100 percent sure that you can find better at tight end than Taysom Hill. And so I, I say, man, let him let him go on somewhere let else or go. cut him in. Yeah, you can find tight ends in a draft. Um, he wouldn't. He, I think he's built for a wide receiver role than he is for a tight end role. Just in terms yes. of the body, I don't. I don't see him. Well, you know, he's not fast. Going over the, that, and I don't see him going over the middle and taking no shots like that with the body he's got. I think he got a good space. Um, it, like if you need a utility guy somewhere, I, I don't mm-hmm. think the Saints is the fit for him anymore. And I and I get it; they like him, and and yeah. who and why wouldn't you? He 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 does everything you ask him the best way. He knows how. He's old. Mm-hmm. He's you know all those things. I'm sure he's leadership in the locker room. But like at this point, you're not. You can find somebody younger to do better at tight end. You just can. I think the perfect question would be. Do the Saints like him, or did Sean Payton like him? Yeah, that's an even better question. You know, that, that is a that is a great question. Because if it was Sean Payton that liked him, then yeah, I could see him getting up out the door. Sean Payton ain't there no more. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Saints ownership, I'm like, well, I got you around for it. Like, you know, coach was talking you up like you was something special. Like, nah, nah, y'all get up on out of here. And I don't know if that contract was real either. Like, I know they tried to make it seem like it was like one of those, you know, mid-prominent contracts. But I've always heard the talk that it was something that they could easily get out of. And that yeah. it was something that they were trying to finagle with the cap and all that. So if yeah, that's the I don't case, see. then that yeah. should be an easy I, cut. Yeah, I think that's a cut. I think that's yeah. a cut. Uh, shout out to the homie Mo Cheese. In the Facebook live chat. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. What's happening? So I I, I guess we got to talk about this because all, all the sports stations have been talking about it yesterday. Um, even some we, we really, earlier this week. We don't have to. We don't I, have I, to. I know, but I'm, I'm interested to get your take on Will Smith slapping Chris Rock in the face at the Oscars on Sunday night, late Sunday night to be exact. I was about to 
go to sleep and then Twitter's going off and, you know, Stephen A is, you know, slamming Will Smith on Twitter. I'm like, yo, what, like, what the hell Will Smith do? And then video resurfaces and we like, oh shit, <laughs> nigga really slapped Chris Rock in the face. <laughs> Well, I I tell you I tell you my first thought. My first thought is is why do they feel like like this was the front page story on uh on, on undisputed? Why is why why is this the first thing y'all talk about on a sports show? Um, that that was my first thought. Um, was it just undisputed? Re- just for the record, it just wasn't. Sure. Undisputed. Oh, that's that, I didn't I didn't I did I just happened to see undisputed that day. So because you know I, I I'm normally first not even watching that. About it. First take talked about it. Dan Levitard talked about it. He even had Jamel Hill on his show to talk about <laughs> the Oscars yeah. and that incident. So everybody yeah. was talking about it. Like some radio shows opened up with Will Smith smacking well, Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. If you're a sports radio show, I don't see that you why you should be opening up with that. Uh, that's not the biggest news. It just ain't if you're a sports show. Um, but... Obviously, is the biggest thing that's happened. Um, uh, my personal opinion is Will Smith should have smacked the shit out of Chris Rock, but I'm not mad at Chris Rock for telling the joke, and I tell you why. Not because it was a bad, because it was a bad joke. It was, it just wasn't a good joke. Um, but here's the thing: uh, artists, comedians, artists alike, they are um, heralded for going places that people won't go. And if you can find the, the I, I think the biggest issue with this is that it just wasn't funny. If Jada Smith would have let Jade, Jada would have laughed at the joke, mm-hmm. then then it's a joke. Uh, even more importantly, if if Will doesn't get up and smack Chris Chris Rock, then we don't even we're not even making a big fuss about the joke. Um, right. So for me, um, that's Chris Rock's job as a comedian to try to push the envelope of funny, like it's a artist, a musician's job to push the the boundaries of music and and painters to put et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's their job to push those boundaries. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Oops, my bad. Um, on Will Smith's side, uh, that's my wife, bruh. And and, and, and and quite frankly, he laughed at it at first, and then he's seen that uh, his wife didn't approve. Now, that's the second time that Chris Rockner says something about his wife, and his wife is dealing with a health condition that Chris Rock may or may not have known about. We don't know. But uh, now you're attacking my wife's uh, health deficiency. Yeah, I, I got to see you. Period. Um, to those who say Will Smith overreacted, um, you can't tell no man how to react, and that's his wife. So, you know, could you say he overreacted? That'd be your opinion. But for me, I'm the I'm of the opinion that, um, hey, bro, you shouldn't have said it. And again, I'm still on the side of Chris Rock saying that you know, testing it. But guess what? That that's that's a situation where the joke where you tried to push the boundaries and it didn't work for you and you got what came to you for it. So I didn't watch the Oscars. Um, I was interested. I. I wasn't interested in watching any of that show. Nope. Um, so there's that. 
Um, so like I said in the open, um, I'm about to go to sleep and Stephen A is on Twitter ripping Will Smith a new one, saying that he shouldn't have did it. He shouldn't have did that. Should have did it behind closed doors. And I had to go look for the video for myself. So there were two versions of the video. So one was the um, actual ABC broadcast, which they actually cut the sound out once yeah. um, Will Smith walked back to his seat. And then they opened the sound back up once Chris Rock continued on with um, the presentation. Um, and then there's the other video from, I think it came from like an Australian feed that actually had the uncensored version of what was said. So obviously I went to see what he said. And um, so, so here's my thing. So number one, I had no idea that Jada Pinkett Smith had this um, alopecia. Alopecia. Uh, condition. And I knew. I, I knew. You knew? Okay. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I think I think the country split on whether they knew prior to the joke or didn't know. I didn't know. Um, number, number two, I thought the joke was terrible. I thought the joke was terrible. Um, I forgot that even G.I. Jane was an actual movie. Um, oh, you mean so the joke was terrible in premise? In premise, yes. Okay, I thought it was a distasteful joke because I knew she had alopecia. You're saying it was just a bad joke because nobody knew what he was talking. But I, if you're talking about yeah. in premise, I understood the joke when he said it. You know, as okay. soon as he said it, so right. I got the joke. So I, and I that's tied to premise. you knowing about her condition, right? No, 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 no. I mean, I got the GI Jane reference immediately. So yeah, I didn't think it was a bad joke in preference in, in premise because okay. I remembered GI Jane. I, I got it. Um, okay. But it, again, it was that um, I know what alopecia is. I, I um, watched Jada Jada uh, Jada talk about it and how she shaved mm-hmm. her head and the, and I don't I, I don't pretend to watch all the episodes, but I watched her okay. in some respects chronicling her uh, her journey of cutting her hair and you know talking about okay. her condition. So I knew that was a thing. Because Red Table Talk has sort of been off of my radar for about a year now. Because I used mm-hmm. to I used to watch the episodes. I remember when she had the Curry women on there and all that stuff. But I, I that was off my radar for about a year. So, um, so yeah. In, in premise, I, I I thought the joke was terrible. Um, I, I I didn't get the GI Jane reference at that point. I did my Google search and remembered then and there that, oh, this was a movie from the late 90s. Demi Moore was in G.I. Jane. She had a bald head. So, okay. So he's saying, okay, she looks like um, Demi Moore in G.I. Jane. Okay. Well, okay. more importantly, not 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 she looked like Demi Moore, but just with the shaved head, military women. With the uh, shaved head, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, all right, cool, got it, right? So, so once he tells a joke, they cut over to the Smiths, and Will is laughing, right? Like he he's laughing at the joke. It's you know it's funny to him, and then you see Jada on his left, just giving an eye roll. And I was like, oh, yeah, she ain't feeling it. She not feeling it. And then they cut back to Chris Rock. And then seconds later, Will Smith walks up 
and, and, and slaps him and walks back to his seat. And then, you know, we know what happened after that with, uh, you know, with the shouting and all that. Um, so my, my take with that is Jada either told him to get up there or kind of gave him that, you know, that notification or that wink, wink kind of a thing. Like, Hey, I ain't like what he did. Hey, do something about it. And so Will got up, did what he had to do. albeit in front of a live audience, you know, nationwide, he did it, you know, went back to his seat and, you know, that was that. Um, I, I think the thing, um, and, and this is just a personal thing for me. I think the disappointment for me comes from the fact, Chris Rock, I get you a professional. I get you handled that situation well. I get that you were able to navigate the show, you know, continue the presentation. And shout out to Questlove because I yeah. thought Questlove um, got overshadowed by what happened, you know. And that movie, that. and that movie was like that. Okay, I got to see that movie by the way too. Yeah. So. Um, so shout out to Questlove and, and really shout out to everybody that won awards too, because, you know, nobody's really talking about that. Everybody's talking about Will Smith and Chris Rock. So, mm-hmm. I, so Chris Rock, I get it. You, you professional, you were able to navigate the show after the moment you were able to, cause he, and he called himself. He, he, he said, if I could, those were the three words he used. If I could, and then he must have got something in his ear that said, "Hey, you, you, you keep keep the show rolling, keep the show rolling." I I I get it, but man, you you from Bedside, Brooklyn, bro? Like that, like that that, that for me. Fuck was, that! Nah, Fuck that! You nah, a man? Nah, nah you nah, a man? Me, again for me, again for me, again for me. You 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 a nigga from Bedside, Brooklyn, bro? And a nigga just slapped you on national television you know what i'm saying like even if you would have took that after the commercial break in the back someplace and handle your business there like you had to see that nigga at some point bro like uh, you know and and i don't know what happened after the fact i know denzel I know and tyler perry right. was cons- denzel and tyler perry walked over to will smith and was you know saying some stuff to him and and all that stuff but uh, if i'm chris rock at some point, whether it was that moment or backstage during the next commercial break, I had to go see that nigga. I'm I'm sorry. Period. But that's just, that's you're just not gonna get this. But that's the thing. You're not gonna get to see him because everybody gonna hold you back. You're not. That's I'm fine. not. You're not get. You're not slapping that, me on. You're not fine. slapping me nowhere, and right. I'm not swinging back nowhere. And that's, and that's not fine. a. That's not a. That's not a burl. That's a man thing. You're not gonna slap me in my face. Whether I'm from Wichita, Kentucky, you're not gonna slap me in my face, and and it'd be no repercussions. Period. And, and, and that's fine if he gets held back. At least you gotta make the attempt. <laughs> no, I'm talking about on site. Once you slap me, I'm coming back. We fighting. Oh, I'm no, that's I'm saying re- no. I'm you're saying it wouldn't have happened because you would have been held back. And my response to that is that's okay because at least I know. You trying no, to you trying okay. to get at this dude? At least you're no. trying to get at the dude. No, I'm getting at you. You you t- you uh, that sound like you talking about from an image perspective. I'm talking about from a man perspective. No, I'm talking about, about from a, I'm talking about from a man perspective. 
That, no, so what? So what if somebody they could they could Jeff Van Gundy drag on my feet on my leg all day long? I'm getting after this guy. I don't care how many people are, are you know going to be holding you back. You you gotta you gotta go see him regardless. You stab me in my face. Professionalism is out the window. That's Period. where that's where that's where the disappointment for me comes at when it when it comes to Chris Rock. Yeah, nah. I, I get I get it. It's money involved, all those things. Professionalism is officially out the window because let's be clear, there has been no and I get Chris Rock decided not to press charges, but there is but Will Smith had no consequences for slapping a man in the face. And I get it. Yep. Again, and I get by it. nobody, by nobody, not Chris Rock, well, well, not the not the awards. Because look, I mean, if if that was anybody else other than Will Smith, another black man other than Will Smith, they, they would have kicked his ass out. The uh, ceremony. I, I'm, uh, that's that's hypotheticals. I and, and I agree with you by the way, but that's hypotheticals. I don't know what would have happened with if Samuel L. Jackson or Denzel Washington. What well, that's why I, well I think those I think those guys I think people like those guys, but I'm just talking about if it's anybody that's not on their level, right? Well, if it's anybody yeah. not on their level, then they're getting kicked out. So again, I'm just talking that again, I'm just talking what what's that what we know to be there. You slap me in my face, you're not getting that off. As a man, you're not gonna just slap me in my face and then walk away. And I ain't jumped on your back, and I ain't punched you in your back of your head or something. It's not happening. It's that's, that's the no. That's the dis. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm not talking. He's not making it back to his seat without a fight. Period. That, that's He's not making it back to me. his seat. Right. Yeah, but I mean, if that's the route, I mean, that's the route he decided to take. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Smith apologized. Uh, apologized yesterday night, and you know, and. And, you know, you take from it what you will. I mean, but I don't fault Will Smith for slapping him either. Like I said, but they, mm-hmm. but that's just one of those situations where uh, man got to fight. Two two brothers got the got an issue that got to be resolved physically. And, you to know, to those. He had to see him. Yeah. Because if I'm Will Smith, I totally understand that position. I, I totally understand that position where your mm-hmm. woman is disrespected and you got to do something immediately because otherwise she's looking at you crazy. And mm-hmm. more than that, from a man's perspective, you don't want to see your wife, you know, feel embarrassed about something that you know she's going through because you live in a house with her every single day. Right. So Will Smith right. is 100%. That reaction, I have no problem with that reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, again, from the no Chris problem. Rock standpoint. I got no problem with Chris Rock even just telling the joke right even though it was i thought it was a corny joke i don't have a problem crossing that you know that kind of boundary because as a comedian you go to dark places that no one will ever go to i don't i don't have an issue with that to the people that are saying oh he was wrong chris rock was wrong no i don't think he was wrong um he was doing it didn't what he does well he it missed just didn't work out yeah he missed. It just didn't he work missed. out that's all because that's if we're all. gonna sit here and act like if we're gonna sit here and act like Chris Rock is the only person that's ever made fun of somebody's health conditions, like that's just not the truth. So right. again, you know, again, it 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 didn't go over bad. It was a bad joke, and she was offended to the point where a husband had to step up. 
and you know, and and Chris Rock got to hold that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would have loved to see Chris Rock put hands on him, or at least you know, go see this dude. Like, don't just stand there. Like, what? Like, what you thought? What you thought he was gonna do when he walked up? When he walked you, up, yeah. What? What? What you thought he was gonna do? What? Help you present the award? What? 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 Come on, come on, Chris. Mm. Like. Yeah, that 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 was disappointing, man. That that was just disappointing. Um, shout out to Anthony Price in the uh, Facebook live chat. Uh, he says they made a person that does jokes for a living to host a show. People knew he was going to joke around in the stand. Well, that's the thing, Anthony, because I found out that um, Chris Rock was actually just a presenter at the awards. Um, didn't Regina Hall? Um, Wanda um, Sykes I don't and know the white girl. I don't, I don't know. Post the I don't show. Know. That's that, that, that's, I don't know. that's that's what I found out. Um, I know that. I know well, that. Um, Chris Rock I know wasn't that, the host. Uh, that's that's no. I but know. I do know that uh, Will Packer was the producer yep. or the director of the show. Shout out and, to him. You know, yeah. I look. I don't care about none of that. They had it. They had a issue. Um, that Will Smith felt like right now I need to address it. He addressed it and it happened on national TV and that sucks for people's public image. But at the same, but at the, at the end of the day, that's a grown man. Meaning Will Smith is a grown, Chris Rock is a grown ass man who told that joke. Will Smith is a grown ass man who responded for him telling the joke that his wife was offended, offended by. And that's, that's just what that is. And These moments Chris happen. Should have went to go see Will Smith. Right, Chris Rock is still Chris Rock at the end of this, and Will Smith is still Will Smith at the end of this. Nobody's legacy has been tainted. None of those things. They're they're still who they are. He's on tour, um, on his comedy tour currently. Like Chris I think Rock, he yeah. Was, yeah, like I think he was in Boston um, yesterday, and I think the rest of. Uh, the mid uh, half of this week, but he's going to be in Baltimore April twenty second through the twenty third or something like that. I'm my, I'm thinking about possibly getting some tickets to that show. Um, I don't know if you Do heard. You this. think he has? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say um, one of the Boston shows that he had. The ticket prices went up yeah. after the incident happened at the, mm-hmm. at the Oscar at the um, Oscars. Yeah. So yeah, of course they would. Yeah. Yep. Makes makes perfect sense. Um, I, I wonder, think, did he even address it though? And I I'll be honest with you, I don't think he addressed it that fast. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I know Will and Jada are going to address it on uh, Red Table Talk. That's confirmed. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was confirmed, but yeah, it's confirmed. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, but I would I would like to see Chris Rock on that platform if that. It's a possibility, but I know he's on tour, so it's probably and and I would imagine and I would I'm look, man, I I I'm confident that they're going to work it out, um, yep. but but time has time definitely has to pass. It's not going to happen in two weeks. I don't think it's going to happen in a month. I don't think it's going to happen in two months. You know what I'm saying? Like time got to pass. Yeah, Chris yeah. Rock is busy. I'm sure they're busy too. But I know, Tom's like you said, Chris Rock is. Yeah, Tom's got and it's that. and like I said that that wasn't just. Uh, a Chris Rock smack. Um, that was Will Smith been getting clowned in respects to his wife for a few years now. I know. So with you know that, 
Um, with the August, uh, yeah, I'll see was, the thing, yeah. yeah, yeah, and also, and then, like I said, also, that wasn't the first time Chris Rock took a stab at, at Jada, at Jada. So, mm-hmm. you 90, know, well, I'm, what am I saying, 90 something for? Um, like 2016, yeah, 2016. So, that was the year where Will and Jada decided they were going to boycott the Oscars because they felt like their work wasn't being recognized. Will Smith, he felt, felt like, like Will Smith should have been nominated for concussion. Right. And they felt like other acts weren't, you know, being recognized for their work and stuff. And Chris Rock was the host that year. And he said a joke saying, hey, you know, we get it. We understand Will and Jada's issue. We understand the boycotting and all that stuff. But um, he basically said, look, you know, it's, it's you were invited. Right. He's, you know, you mentioned Rihanna in the joke. I, I forget, you know, word for word what he said. Basically, he's saying um, it's like it's like him and Rihanna's panties. He wasn't invited. I think that was the the jokes. So. Um, so, yeah. So maybe that slap was for that moment. That slap was for all the stuff. Yeah, that slap was for all that. Him about yeah, that. that was for all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and kind of like he said in his speech, like. You know, as this as Will Smith, you're supposed to take criticism. You're supposed to accept people not liking you. You're supposed to accept all these things. And I think he's right about that. Um, But at some point you get to a boiling point and that was Will Smith's boiling point. Yep. So, yep, that's it. um, That's all. Yep. Uh, Shout out to all of the Facebook live chat. We appreciate the comments. We appreciate you viewing us. Uh, also, shout out to all the listeners. Um, one programming note, folks. So uh, we, we got this episode dropping this week. We also got an episode with our buddy Tyler Butler, who owns his own media company called Sports and Culture uh, Media. Uh, make sure you guys check that out. That episode is going to be dropping Thursday, right, Maestro? Yep. yep. No doubt. So make sure y'all check that out. Um, also, don't forget, folks, check us out on social media. We're on Twitter at Barbershop SPOR2. You can also follow us on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Also, you can follow us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Uh, we got the Facebook page as well. So if you want to watch us on Facebook Live, click the like button so that uh, you can get those notifications like Maestro was talking about earlier. And if you got questions or comments about the show, Hit us up on the email at barbershopsportstalk1 at gmail.com. So uh, that's it for the show. My show has been real. We got another one in the books today. We'll get another one next week, bro. Yes, sir. All right, folks. Have a good week. Peace. Love.